Hello, you're listening to No Such Word as Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today, I get to sit down with the one and only Alexandra Tealeaf. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to sit down and chat with you. But for anyone who's listening who might not know who you are, can you give them a little brief intro? So my name is Alex. Tealeaf is a play on my actual surname. Um, I recently got married to a lovely young man called Hugh. Uh, His last name is Jones, but I did not take that. (laughs) (laughs) I love my mother-in-law, but I don't need to be another Mrs. Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in London. I love love photography and I find making reels on Instagram really difficult because I don't really understand how to do them. (laughs) Um, I also love to cook and I've recently just decided to pursue my Instagram and photography and cooking and stuff as my full-time career which is so scary because I am literally I have literally four weeks to go and then I'm like right there's no consistent paychecks but here we go. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> Let's uh, thrive under the pressure. Oh my god! I really hope so. Hopefully, Hugh has enough money to buy more toilet roll. Otherwise, then, <laughs> then, then. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you said, double congratulations are in order. You not only are pursuing your business full time, but you just got married. It's so cool, but it like people really do say that it goes in like the blink of an eye and it and it did and I haven't really looked through all of the footage and the video and the and the photos and stuff because it's so emotional I like it sit is. there bawling like wow it was such a happy day and like he's like why are you crying I was like because it's happy but um it was amazing but definitely take it all like in your if you're a bride to be in the next couple of years just enjoy the process and try not to get too stressed and overwhelmed it is going to be a lovely day even if it yeah. rains we were super 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 grateful it didn't rain on our day because we had a fully fully outdoors wedding but um I think if it had rained we would have just embraced it and just kind of danced in it literally not just figuratively yeah we both got super lucky with the weather we got married within like a week of each other Nah, did we for real? Yeah. What was your What was your date? I think it was a week or two weeks. What? We were June 11th. Yep, I was 4th of June. Yeah, so we were consecutive Saturdays, I remember. We asked for the 4th because it, Hugh's birthday is on the 3rd. I was like, then there's no <laughs> way that boy can make his wedding. But because it was a bank holiday weekend, they wouldn't yep. let us do it. Oh no. Oh, okay, well, I just kept saying that all the celebrations were for us and not for the Queen. Oh, well, <laughs> I had not put two and two together are yeah. you wearing I have mine on right now yeah I wear mine all the time which is a little bit stupid because I'll go to the gym and I've already scratched it but you know over there where I was working out just before I mm-hmm. 
with you. But yeah, I don't have it on. I don't wear it very often. I find that it's quite constricting. <laughs> but you actually did a lot of the photography on your wedding as well, right? Yeah. So with me, so I don't, I, we bought this flat a little while ago um, in London. And as you all know, like cost of living is going up so much. And with me deciding to leave my job, and we've been talking about it for about six months and just trying to work out when a good time to do it was. And I wanted to be a little bit more financially stable. I said to Hugh, like, I really, really didn't want to blow our entire life savings on one wedding day. Mm-hmm. So really like outsourced our friends and family to like sirens sorry (laughs) this is what happens when you live in the middle of London (laughs) I don't know if that picks up but it's too hot to have the doors closed right now um we like outsourced our friends and family to like pull together for this like really magical day and a friend of my mum said that she would help with the photography and she's a landscape and housing photographer so her like Pictures and people of blah 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 blah. Pictures of people aren't necessarily her like area of expertise. Yeah, area of expertise. That's probably the more professional way to say it. Um, so I was like trying to direct shoots whilst being the bride, which yeah. was hard. And I think had budget allowed me to hire somebody, I definitely would have. But we have some absolute blinder photos yeah, and I, do. I think it they really captured the essence of the day which was meant to be very relaxed low-key informal and fun it was meant to be fun I didn't want a single person walking away saying well that was boring um and I think of our, our photographer who my parents as a thank you gave her a little sum of money just to kind of cover her time because she said oh no I just want to do this for you as a favor so you know the fact that somebody was willing to give that much of themselves for so cool but I think you can always do weddings on a budget it just depends like what you want and you're gonna have to make sacrifices um but I literally had the best day of my entire life and I did all the cooking with my mom I made my wedding (laughs) um I've got my dress secondhand, like off a rail, and I didn't wear any shoes because we were you were on the on beach. A- <laughs> so, even though I, I did buy really expensive shoes, and I literally wore them for like thirty minutes, and even now I still have a blister from wearing them. Oh L. I think what a lot of people don't tell you about your wedding day as well, it's so much the people that you surround yourself with on your day, because I have a massive, my wedding was massive, like I have a huge family, but for me living abroad, coming home for that one day and being surrounded by the few friends that have stuck around (laughs) through all the moves, yeah, and my family, it was just so, that was the highlight for me, was was Mm -hmm. the people I was spending the day with. And I think for you as well, even though you had a much tighter knit group of people. I I totally, totally agree with you. And so I I actually am remarried. I married when I was in America. And look, (laughs) we all make mistakes, okay? Like, (laughs) it's fine. I was the one who called the shots. So I'm thinking like, I'm kind of like the queen of that. But that's that was a very formal, very traditional mm. wedding. And I didn't really, 
I had a nice day and my family flew out, but it wasn't like as fun. And I didn't, I didn't know what anybody meant by when you feel it, you'll mm-hmm. know. I never, I definitely didn't feel it then. Mm, because okay. Yeah. Between where I am now in life and the day I had on the 11th of June and the emotions I felt at my face hurt where I smiled all day I didn't cry when I was walking down the aisle I beamed I was so excited I had like a triple chin in most photos well that's that is what tells you that you had a fantastic day (laughs) oh my gosh it was mad but like I had girls from the states fly over who are they're my friends for pushing 10 years now and it's been a long time since I saw some of them and like there's little videos on my Instagram of like the reunions between us. And it was so pure and so emotional. And even the bad bits of the day, like I had one guest fall into the boat as we crossed <laughs> over. And yeah, like, yo, she went down. No. <laughs> the deck, but she didn't listen to me. And I said, everybody take your heels off. And she mm. still went. <laughs> um, but we were able to all laugh about it in the, in the aftermath of it even she she was laughing and it's part of our day and it kind of makes for a funny story and she was like I'll be the butt of your joke it's fine <laughs> I think also it's so wonderful when you form those bonds of friendship that last not only the test of time but also across country borders because when you move away you really start to learn who's gonna be there for you even when they're not there with you yeah and I think and I've always said this, like, I don't, I don't ever expect anybody, like, here is my wedding, you are invited, but I don't, I'm not going to be, like, resentful if you can't make mm. it due to circumstances. Even getting, like, I live in London, getting down to Devon in England is expensive because mm-hmm. the train is expensive, the gas is expensive, like, we don't have a car, so do we hire a car, do we go on a train, mm. everything costs so much money. So even the fact that 30 to 35 people across the world wanted yeah. to spend the um and watch Hugh and I prance about on a beach in a fancy dress and a suit to say I love you, like that's huge. Yeah. You know those feelings, you know, you know that the expense that people have gone through to get did you get married in Scotland? We did, yeah. So all of um my husband's family came over to Scotland and I had some of my family even came from Australia for the wedding that's massive isn't it I Mm -hmm. think we're just so lucky that people do actually want to put the energy into our relationship to support that and it was just such a fun day like our first dance was the Pulp Fiction dance (laughs) we romantic we literally did the um you never can tell bit where they're like you know with the silly dance fingers yeah yeah actions but of course this is just audio isn't it Uh, (laughs) and then we went into you know the black eyed peas pump it yeah it's the backing track of that is in the pulp fiction so we did a jive to that and i haven't put it on the internet yet because i don't want to get people to be like that's so cringe (laughs) with it um I love it how I ended up talking about this but I'm just super non-traditional basically what I'm getting at (laughs) but no but isn't it wonderful that you can 
have those moments where you can be completely yourself with your significant other, with all the people that you love and just be unapologetic about it? Oh, absolutely. Like, I put my dress on and I wore a full length, too long, intentionally too long. Like, that's the design of it. Gold, sheer, sparkly dress. And it had a V back to it. And I knew that the moment I saw it on Pinterest, I was like, that's my dress. And then I put it on my Instagram and I must have had, I don't know, 60 to 100 girls being like, that's your dress. That's your dress. That's so you. And then I saw the price tag and I couldn't afford it. By mm-hmm. like, by thousands, I couldn't afford it. And I tried on dresses and I tried on dresses and I showed my parents and I showed my mom and she's like, that's very traditional. That's very princess. You've worn that before. Like if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was really struggling. And then I literally went on to a, um, a boutique. That's, it was a stockist of this designer in uh, Newcastle. And they had the dress in a size too big on their sample rail in the color I wanted the whole lot within budget like thousands of pounds taken off like in South Kensington that dress retailed at nearly 10 grand oh my goodness and in Newcastle she had it on her sample sale list for one and a half thousand pounds it was meant to be I I tell you I have literally never screamed my credit card details down the phone (laughs) (laughs) calm down no 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 I need that dress (laughs) it's obviously it's sheer and if you've seen the pictures that you can see straight through it like Mm -hmm. it's embellished like through the bodice and then as it like gets to the bottom the sequins and sparkles teeter out and I tried it on and I had this like little nude bodysuit underneath it so you could see my legs and I'm like when God gave you legs this long you show them off Mm -hmm. I ran through and I was like dad 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 look at my dress and he was like it's see-through yeah that's like the basis of its appeal and he was like has it got an underskirt Alex (laughs) I'm sorry dad but I am actually not going to be wearing it I'm going to enjoy it like this it's my day and it's going to be fun and if I get wet on the beach it doesn't matter because it's literally just mesh and tool yeah I think it's so wonderful that you you went that direction with it because you did hint at it there but you well first of all when you started your Instagram account it was a Disney account correct yes (laughs) (laughs) and then when you started or I assume when you started gaining a lot of traction you were posting a lot of princess you know content I think it was kind of that's what the market kind of wanted to see yeah yeah the pressure to so I, I started the account when I was in um Orlando Florida I lived there and I yeah I was a, I was a Disney girl I was I was wearing like food tastes better when it's Mickey shaped t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> I loved it like I wouldn't change it but it does make me cringe a little bit now um <laughs> and then when I moved home I went down this like weird photoshop realm because I didn't actually have any friends to go and take photos with over here mm. because I didn't know anybody in London. Mm-hmm. Then I went into the like, instead of magical Photoshop, it kind of then transported into like Princess Fairy Tale, which is mm-hmm. like the company owned Disney Princess, I guess, which did really, really well. Like 
traveled throughout the UK photographing the most beautiful National Trust places yeah. in the most beautiful gowns. And then I met Hugh and he was supportive of it, but he was a bit fed up of glitter all over his house. <laughs> and then we bought this flat and I've all of a sudden just gone, I'm no longer interested in becoming this Disney princess. So to go down the route of Disney princess for my wedding day just did not seem to add up. That being said, the photos of me in the water at golden hour in a sparkly dress, the amount of people that are like, oh, you look like Ariel. Ariel. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's worse people to be compared to. She's sexy. She she is one sexy mermaid lady. Mm-hmm. But she, I'm allowed to say this, but I'm, I'm probably just going to go for it. Do you really think out of every change that that mermaid went through to become a, a person, like the physical change and the things she's most concerned about are her, her feet. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I don't think that there might be some other explorative, like... <laughs> There's there's a slightly bigger revelation down there that she's going to be a bit concerned about. It was on the other day and I was like, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, babe, I know that it's not just your legs and your toes that you are most fascinated with her. Anyway, that's... No, in the live action, I need to see Ariel get her first period. Oh my God. When is, is that, is that coming out? I think so. I think it's being cast. Wait, I saw a trailer for it mm. and it, there was like the bow and the explosions and the dogs and then the mermaids go yeah I'm so for it yeah but you know you're princess I mean we all love Disney who if you don't love Disney I think personally I think there's something wrong with you that includes my husband he's not a big Disney fan um but you know I think so often creators I think specifically the way Instagram is slash used to be was very much putting people in a box of this is what you create this is all you're allowed to create this is what I'm here for and as a creator it's very scary to then go but I want to post this other part of me what was it like for you to then because you were getting a lot of you know social media obviously attention or success for posting the princess content what was it like for you to then take the step and move away from that um I think and I know that everybody who ever said it to me was uh being really kind and it was definitely trying to give me the affirmation of what I was achieving but I think the comment of oh my god you look such a princess like this is giving me fairy tale vibes and it was literally the same thing day in day out and actually when I when I wasn't doing like the princess dresses. I actually used to love fashion. And I'm like, there's faces of me when I was in New York City, because that was like the closest big city to Orlando that I really, really enjoy going to. It's like an hour and a bit flight. And I was like, wow, you look cool. I don't I don't know how to dress like that anymore. Mm. And I I missed that side of me. I was a bit like, I'm a bit twee. And would I ever actually wear my strawberry sparkly tool dress out? No. Do I feel like a complete Muppet when I wear it? Like, I live across the road from Lidl. Am I actually going to go and put that on and go to Lidl? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, I'm 
And, and I was like, at the weekends, I was like, I don't have any clothes to wear that I enjoy wearing. Like I wear work clothes or I'll wear workout clothes or I'll wear strawberry dresses. And I really just felt like I'd lost a lot of identity. I just felt a lot of the beautiful manners that we were going to, it was like a different manner and a different dress, but the same photo day yeah. in, day out. Mm-hmm. And I, I got bored of it. I got bored of having to go out of the city, get in a car, drive to it, put a dress on, take a photo and then get back into the city. And I wasn't seeing anything of you. I was like, no. It's also a hell of a lot of work, you know, when you've got a full-time job on the side. And I think a lot of people, you know, ourselves included, we mindlessly scroll through Instagram and we might double click and go, oh, that's gorgeous. And we don't actually realize the amount of effort that goes in or planning or time or money that's gone into that one photo. But one thing that it did give you was the opportunity to hone your photography skills. I agree. And I thank you for that because I do feel, I do feel that I've always loved photography. I like studied it at um, university and I went to art college and I've always been fond of it. Um, but it has allowed me to grow and figure out my style, which I think I'm still refining. I don't think I'm there yet. I really do mm. think I need to figure out my like niche within the photography realm, um, whether that's weddings or elopements. I kind of, I love photographing children. Um, that sounds kind of strange to say, but they're so free. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that without like- Well, you're a qualified that. nanny, so. I, I am a qualified professional Norland nanny, so that's fine. Um, I am DBS checked. Um, <laughs> I have a few friends that have like sets of twins, and honestly, those photos are stunning. Like, I would love to have a baby, and I feel like if we could manifest like twin girls, that would be great. He was like, "It doesn't work like that. Stop it." Graph <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends, twin girls, and. Honestly, the photos are just so pure and so innocent. Mm. And I use like an 85 millimeter lens with a 1.4 depth. Because I have a Sony, it's very, very quick focusing. So I can capture them as they're running. And you get this amazing photo of their little faces, just like as they're being chased by their mom or something. And it's so innocent. Um, In fact, I'm shooting a christening this Sunday. So that will be really nice. I think, you know, as a creative person I think we're all very drawn to social media because it encompasses so many different aspects of what we like to do you know the way Instagram used to be before reels were introduced you know just putting up one photo you know I love photography too but I'm a writer so I would always put so much into my captions because that's where I got my creativity out But on top of that, you've also got the styling, you've got the concept, you've got the editing, you've you've got directing even, you've got so much that goes into that one image. And I think it really, the gift that social media gives you is being able to explore what you enjoy and hone those skills. And then a lot of us, I think what I'm seeing now is us going from social media and going, you know what, I'm actually going to do this part of it Mm -hmm. as a business. Yeah, definitely. I have, um, I've actually, whereas I have a piece of paper, which I've been kind of jotting down in the evening. So I don't get in until like often eight o'clock at night and I leave the house at 20 to seven in the morning. 
um, Monday through Thursday. So I'm not in very much at the moment, um, but I'll like jot ideas down as they go past about like what I want to create, who I want to be and like where I'm going to take this direction because I don't want to just do the princess stuff, but I also mm-hmm. don't want to. So I probably will do a little bit of the dresses, um, but I also have photography. I have, at the moment, I have like 10 packages waiting to be delivered from like different like styling points. And I want to do a little bit more on like real everyday style that I enjoy. But I also love to cook. I love food. I love to eat. <laughs> so I love cooking. And I did the pre-leaf cookery course. And when I was at school and I worked in a pub, I was a sous chef and I cook when I'm nannying and I just love to cook and I I want to show that I want to give people fun and bougie recipes with way too much butter in for everyday consumption um but it's it's how you show it in your same umbrella like I think my friend Luke Catlow does a fantastic job of being like the boy next door where he kind of covers a lot of different topics under his umbrella and it is refining your umbrella to be able to pull on all these different points. Yeah. But people still go, oh, it, it's Alex. But today she's showing us how to make, a, I don't know, fish pie. That's a really random choice. <laughs> it's not the one I would have chosen. <laughs> fish pie is not not my not my vibe. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what would be your ideal meal? Like if you were coming to dinner, what would you want to what would you want to have? Sunday roast. Sunday rice what kind of Sunday rice like which meat mm, beef but it, it ha- I, I'm less of that it has it has to be roast potatoes goose fat roast potatoes with an obscene amount of gravy obscene amount of gravy absolutely when we do roast beef we'll do it really rare so we'll like sear it around the edge and like a flour and Dijon mustard and salt and pepper rub so you sear it in a pan shove it in the oven for like 40 minutes. It is literally so rare, really crispy potatoes. And I'll toss them in like some garlic and some rosemary and some like sea salt over them. And then a red wine reduction, thick, meaty gravy. And then I guess you have to have some vegetables on the side, but tell you, if I'm going back for seconds, it's only ever the potatoes, the meat and the gravy. (laughs) Like on Christmas day, like I always make too many roasties and like, Two hours after Christmas dinner, you can just see me go back to the kitchen and come out with like a plate of roasties and I'm just sitting, sitting, eating the rest of them. It's amazing. Oh. God, it's only 11 o'clock in the morning for me, Alex. You're making me hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm like, either that or fish tacos. Fish tacos are another one I absolutely love. Mm. But I know that a lot of people don't like putting fish in tacos. It's very much an American dish. Mm. Whereas here we tend to have more like chicken or beef and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd take anything right now. I'm so hungry. I haven't even. <laughs> I think what's wonderful, you know, you spoke about the umbrella, you know, sticking to your niche to an extent. But I think what we should really be focusing on is being yourself and just showing yourself because it, I don't think it matters how many things you love doing or or how much you share. I think if it's a part of you then your followers, your audience is going to connect with it because they're there for you. Yeah. You know, if, it, yeah, like if, if I think about the people that I follow, to be honest, I don't really care what they post about because I've been following them for long enough. I'm just there for them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, girl, you do you. 
you want to yeah. start pole dance classes let me see it <laughs> let me see it you want I to start baking go for it I'm here for it I totally agree and I, d I definitely looked at the types of content I enjoy looking at like mm. I, I there's like two families on TikTok and they're really funny and they're really cute and it's like mom and dad and like they're pregnant but it's also like two brothers and they're just like they're so so cute as like these two separate families that have the link of their husbands are both brothers mm. just anything they post I lap up it can be anything I love it I absolutely love it because they're and they're fun and their children are sweet and they don't exploit their kids they just happen to be online yeah. they're not like you know it's just they're, they're great fun and I would love that I don't know how Hugh would feel about me shoving his face all over the internet all the time but you know what needs must Hugh needs yeah. must <laughs> that's my mindset when it comes to Paul I'm like you know take one for the team my love because uh we're making some money off of this so show your face put in some effort but if people want to follow you want to see more of your photography want to get to know you where can they find you alexandra tea leaf across the board tiktok pinterest instagram facebook they don't really follow me on facebook and it's not up to date it's like several years out of date so maybe we'll just who be... uses facebook anywhere <laughs> let's I be real groups <laughs> like there's a like support groups on there i like mm. to go in that only reason i use it so yeah alexandra tea leaf on Instagram and then I do have a few other Instagram accounts that are going to be up and running when this is my full-time career but they're like my home account and stuff like that. Well you better go and follow her because it's definitely worth it. She's amazing and creative and just overall fun so thanks so much for being here today and sitting down with me even though I completely disturbed your morning workout to do so. No you didn't disturb I just <laughs> gas brain and I forgot so I'm so sorry I was late <laughs> oh my god thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure and it's been lovely to get to know you a bit better too yeah Thanks you're so more than welcome have a nice weekend Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, then please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Sharing on social media is always a bonus, and I will catch you guys next week.